episode but let's talk about it with your boy how y'all doing how are y'all doing it's 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 friday um i want to first start off by saying it feels like i haven't spoke to y'all in a while because uh thanksgiving and with thanksgiving school's closed and with school being closed uh, I don't have the access to this uh, this station area, and I wanted to give you guys, you know, proper content. And uh, so I apologize for um, not putting out uh, an episode. I think it was last week. What is today? Yeah. But uh, they were back though. But unfortunately, this is this is gonna be the s- next week will be my last episode for the year. So next week I do you know some wrap ups, talk about my college semester and stuff like that because today. Today I we um had our final for our electronic field production class and we chose to do a music video and it was it came out pretty good. Had some had people tearing up. That just means that I put in the work and the way I felt making the video and editing it is the same way they felt watching it. So I'm glad that people liked the video. I'm just getting just getting started. It was my first first music video. And I was on YouTube probably for hours. Just over the past couple weeks, I've been on YouTube just looking up ways to edit not only music videos, but just other other styles of videos. I just wanted to get nice with it. I'm trying to do I'm trying to do my work and, and actually do my do my research and study up on some of these techniques so I can, you know, just get better in my craft. A lot of people talk about, you know, not being able to do this or not being able to do that. I'm like, you know what? If nobody's going to show me, like in terms of in a class and stuff, like in a, like class setting and stuff like that, YouTube is available. And that's what exactly what I did. And there's so many, there's so many uh, people out there that are trying to help um, inspiring uh, artists, creators. So YouTube is a, a really good tool for me. You, they got every, they got damn near everything on there. So yeah, I just was on YouTube checking out different effects, edits, stuff like that, and it came out, it it came out great, man. The, the music video came out good. Of course, I'm hard on myself, so 
as I'm watching it getting, you know, graded, I'm like, damn, I could have probably just changed it up here, switched it up here, but it's all good. Teacher liked it. Class liked it. So I'm happy. I'm happy with it. But yes, today was my last day. My last day for this class and my uh, broadcast production class. Yesterday, today and yesterday were the the final days of the semester. Well, the last day of the semester for those two classes, and then I still have an online class that I have an exam due tomorrow at seven. And then I want to say I have a my final exam is uh, due tomorrow at seven. And then I think I have an essay, if I'm not mistaken, that it most likely be doing Tuesday and then officially I will be done with that class. So I will be officially done with my first semester next Friday after after my last episode will officially be officially be done with the semester. And then second semester starts back up January 6th, I believe. So get a couple mo- a couple weeks off. Well, two, yeah. A couple weeks off and then back at it. Ready to learn some more. So I'll tell you, with this, with this class, I'm just so... I'm actually so excited I got into this program. And the reason why I say that is I've always wanted to... I've, well, I've always had a, a not a, fascin, uh, a fascination, but I've always been intrigued by, you know, like graphic designing, editing, animation, stuff like that. So being in this program and getting the the proper training and being taught some of these techniques and skills that these professionals use on top of just having just basic knowledge of some of these things is, is amazing. And I cannot wait for next semester. I can't because I'm just, I'm just excited and and ready to learn more and more so I can be tip top shape in terms of my skills. So I can, so I can honestly make some, some money, uh, editing and and things of that and I I love I love to shoot like I'm a I took photography actually in college back in when I first went to college back 2009 sheesh that shows my age right there my bad but um yeah and it was I just always been you know intrigued and and just been in that type of, I guess you can say mindset or just in that realm of wanting to know how to edit, shoot video, how to shoot video properly, different angles to use, um, all types of different sequences and techniques. And yeah, I'm just ready to learn more and more. I have good teachers. It's, yeah, it's amazing. 
And it's when when I think of when you first initially think of college or just school in general, you think lectures, um, papers, a bunch of homework, textbooks, and everything else. But with this program, it's only focusing on well, it's strictly focusing on that actual uh, course. And it's all, you get, you get trained up, well, we get taught it, and then we get shown how to do it. It's not, we get taught it, now we have to write about it. No, it's, we get the information, then it's straight to hands-on. And I think, to be honest, I think that is the best way to teach teach people, especially students. Like the best way in school is, or the best way to learn for me, and I've seen this with majority of the people that I that I know and that I'm that I'm cool with. They always say the same thing: um, you learn better when you're doing it and not sitting there and somebody just telling you or you're sitting there looking at the the whiteboard or the blackboard or whatever and somebody's just talking and talking for hours. I'm not going to learn that way. You can give me I say you give me basic cliff notes. I don't even want cliff notes. Just basic knowledge of what it is that you're trying to show me and then actually have me do it. I've always learned better that way. Always. And I think most people are like that too. Most people need to see or need to be in action, like on the job, uh, OJT, on the job training, right? That's where most people, most people learn their job on, uh, I'll take it to the, I'll take it to the military, for instance. You have to. Of course, you have to know your job, right? You have to, there's things called uh, CDCs, and they're basically your your study, not not really your study guide, but it's uh, sections that is supposed to teach you how uh, and what to do in your in, in your job, whether it's, uh, I'll just scratch that. It's just, It's basically what it is, it shows you or it's like they're packets or whatever you want to call it, and you got to knock them out, and that's your training, I guess. But you learn most when, say, your supervisor or another colleague of yours is showing you how to do it. Like you are actually with that person, and say, for instance, you need to figure out how to uh, – work the register, right? The only way you're going to be able to work a register and and this is just my opinion for me if you tell if you tell me like hey, you got to press this button, this button, this button and I don't see or I'm not actually pressing these buttons, I'm not going to learn anything. So back to what I was saying about this program that I'm in. It's strictly that. It's you get taught, and then go out and do it. 
that's how it is. It's not you're not you're not being uh, bored down by lectures on top of lectures and research on um, the history of, in, in, in my instance, like broadcast. Now I'm questioning. Now that's just in this semester that it hasn't been like that. Where I'm, you know, writing about the the history of broadcast or TV and stuff like that. Like that's cool. Like it's it's nice to know that, but I signed up to learn about how to use these the, the, use the equipment and editing software and stuff like that. I can care less about um, where it all started. Now, uh, granted, I should know it, but I don't. I don't think I should have to you know write papers and hear constant lectures if it's not relevant to say a project that I'm doing right now or something like that. So I'm excited about next semester and yeah, but we're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break here and we are back. So let's jump back. Let's jump in to some sports. That's right. So as you can see, Laker Jersey, shout out to the Lakers. Like a nation, but yeah, we we got a uh, we play tonight. We play the Bucks. Um, I don't I don't know what the record is, but they're favorites in the East. Let's just say that. Uh, the Lakers have the Lakers have been playing a whole lot better, and. With them, with them playing a whole lot better and Russ playing a whole lot better, they've actually kind of switched up their energy a little bit when it came to him, to be honest. Because now they're talking about maybe trading Pat Bev or including Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn and possibly their first round for a possible trade instead of... Um, having Westbrook the the focal point of a trade package and I think they switched that up because this bench roll for Russ has been working man and everybody's loving it fans are loving it I mean I'm 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 ecstatic like I actually as I'm as I'm watching the games now and I see, and it's, it, it sounds wild, especially if you were listening to listening to me a couple weeks ago talking about the Lakers. But uh, yeah, it's 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 wild that I'm looking forward to Russ coming in the game now. It's bananas to me, and I'm not the only one that feels like that because uh, when he come, when he gets subbed in. The crowd goes nuts, and rightfully so, because he's been putting in the work. And I think Darvin Ham is doing a phenomenal job with Russ in regards to what his role is and him coming off the bench. Of course, when he first came off the bench in the preseason, he didn't like it. He had He had one of his... His mellow days back when Mellow got to OKC years ago. 
and they asked him to come off the bench and he gave that kind of like do y'all not know who I am? They they want Melo to come off the bench. So I, Russ had some of that uh, reaction at first, you know, when it started in the preseason, just to kind of see how it how it worked out. He got injured and blamed the blamed the the lack of warming up because he was coming off the bench on why he got injured. But that quickly changed. When it was like official, nah, bro, you're coming off the bench, my G. Like, so once he, I think once he accepted that and actually seen what he can create and what he can do with that second unit, he started to, man, Russ is, yeah, Russ still has his, you know, crazy moments here and like his, his turnover moments or sometimes can get crazy, but. His his energy, his his whole mood is different. His whole mood is different, and that that type of energy can spread throughout the entire locker room. And you can see everybody uh, on the bench are now you know engaged more, and because you got to look at you got to look at these younger cats that may be on the team, like not just for the Lakers, but just any team that uh, may, may do what the Lakers did in terms of benching a star or superstar or all-star once. I mean, come on now. He's a former MVP. But it's good, it's good for your younger, it's good for your younger uh, players, like your rookies, to see a veteran like a, uh, a Westbrook that accepts that role and doesn't have an attitude about it like that that's a that's good to show to your rookies and your younger players and stuff like that so yeah he's Lakers are playing a whole lot better Russ is playing even better <laughs> um I will say something that something that kind of I wouldn't say threw me off, but something that I recognized that I don't know if anybody else recognized it as, as a Laker fan or even just as a basketball fan. Lakers, when, <laughs> when LeBron got hurt, we were, I want to say we was what? Three and... Nah, we were two and seven, I think. Yeah, we were two and two and ten or something like that. Two and eight. But then when he got hurt, he uh, LeBron missed five games. Yeah, I want to say he missed five games. Lakers won four out of those five. When he came back, we <laughs> lost. I think yeah, but. More of the story, like, what I'm trying to get to is Lakers are playing. One might say the Lakers are playing better or in that stretch playing better without LeBron being on the floor. Now, I know you hear that statement. Everybody's going to go crazy. Oh, no, LeBron not being on the floor. How is that not 
how is that good for your team? This, this, and that, because he's such a, a huge star. He's LeBron James for, you know, but the proof is in the pudding. LeBron's out. They win four, four out of, I think it was four out of six games, something like that. And that's, maybe it's because energy's different. Maybe it could be LeBron can sometimes, I'll say it. I'm going to just, matter of fact, I'm going to just keep it a whole, whole thou wow. I yell at the screen every time I see LeBron thinking about shooting a three after missing two. Like, I can just, Curry, Clay, like, you can miss two or three, you can miss two, three, four in a row. I still want you to shoot. But LeBron, you are not a you are not a shooter. So when I see him, and you and everybody knows when LeBron's gonna shoot, he he hits you with the he'll look at he'll look at his palm, and then he's pulling up. If y'all haven't caught on to that, now I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that to to throw any dirt or shade on LeBron and, and discrediting discrediting his his skills and stuff like no, I'm not doing that. I'm just being a uh, crucial Laker fan and a crucial, yeah, I'm going to be yeah crucial Laker fan because he's on my team. And I, I, I watch every single game that I could possibly watch. I'll say I, I watch about 90, I'll go with 97 to 98% of the Laker games. Now, the only time I don't watch it is if I'm busy or it's a blackout game where I can't stream, uh, I can't like watch it on the app, whatever the case may be. But I'm I'm constantly watching Laker games. So I pick up on certain patterns that these players do. LeBron, he's going to... I've noticed before anything, before LeBron gets going or before yeah just before things get really before the game is before you dive into the game right lebron will shoot maybe a a three-pointer or two just to see i think i feel like that's a gauger for him if he hits the first one then he's gonna keep shooting if he misses He'll drive it in. He'll try it again. That's a, a, one thing about one thing about LeBron that I've noticed. One thing about LeBron and Russ, Russ not so not so much. But for no, I say Russ too. For LeBron and Russ, because these guys are not shooters, there is something about. There's something about if you make a shot, like the minute LeBron or or, or Russ hits a three-pointer, all hell breaks loose in my mind because I'm thinking, damn, he just LeBron just hit this three-pointer. I know the next time he gets back, the next time he uh, 
next time the Lakers come down, he is for if he's if he gets the ball back, he's for sure jacking another one. Russ is the same way, and that's and I cannot stand it because you because they're not shooters. So when I start when I do see LeBron's his him look at his hand like he's faking, I'm like, damn, he's about to start shooting. But maybe back to what I was saying, maybe that could be a reason why you know they played better because sometimes LeBron takes takes shots that he shouldn't. I used to say that about Kobe all the time. Like Kobe, bro, why are you taking that shot? Now, granted, Kobe's Kobe. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know who he is. But Kobe still takes some. He used to take some off-the-cuff shots. And I'm like, yo, you had Derek Fisher in the corner, my G. What are you doing? What you doing? But I don't think – I think because LeBron is LeBron or any of the, any players, they have uh, a – uh, all-star, super megastar aura about them to where it's like, I'm the star, I'm the franchise player. I could take any shot I want. Yeah, you can because you, you make the big bucks. You are the franchise player. But sometimes you got to... You got to look how... You got to look up and see how these wild shots or the way you're playing at certain times of the game could be affecting the flow of the game, the outcome of the game. Because I, there is a huge difference in shot selection when LeBron's on the court and when he's not on the court. As of late, what I've what I've seen now with not not really the beginning of the season. It's really the last, like I said, the last six six seven games or so. There is a different pace, a different shot selection when LeBron is on the court and when he's off. And I think the pace that they run, the pace that they were running when when LeBron was out, when LeBron was hurt, they were they were running. They, they were. They were moving the ball around. Defense was picking up. And I'm not saying that LeBron won't do that. But I think if you pay attention, some, when LeBron gets the ball, next time next time y'all watch a Laker game uh, tonight, watch when LeBron gets the ball and what everyone else does. For the most part, if you're not maybe – the only person, yeah, the only person that's really moving around when LeBron has the ball, depending on who's on the floor, I'm gonna say that Anthony Davis is probably the only one that I see that that moves. And I'm not saying he's moving like constantly, but moving because he's the big man. But usually, when LeBron's not on the when when LeBron was hurt, they were all Austin Reeves. Shout out to Austin Reeves. He is killing it but the movement was different there wasn't uh there wasn't always last minute shots uh bringing it down to 
of burning out the shot clock. And there wasn't no, it wasn't no, oh, I'm feeling it. Oh, I'm going to take just a reckless shot. Because I've seen LeBron do that. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going at LeBron because he's on my team. I'm just saying there has been times where LeBron had just hit the, he, he just switched the three to get back down. And y'all know, especially, especially if they scored on the other end or the crowd is into it, he's pulling a damn near half-court shot. Guaranteed. Next time, next time uh, you watch a Laker game, if LeBron shoot the th- if if LeBron makes a three, or he does something and makes a three, and the crowd is going crazy, like the momentum is there, and they somehow get the ball back, and the crowd is still going crazy, and LeBron has the ball, he is pulling up from logo. Granted, sometimes he makes them. I'm not even gonna lie about that. Sometimes he, he surprised me. I'm like, okay, I see you. And then I, you know, I talk my shit like, yeah, y'all see what LeBron doing. So I'm, but I'm only being critical because right now we are what eight and eleven, eight and twelve. My bad. We're eight and twelve. We are not even ranked for the play-in. We're the third worst team in the West. That is disgusting. We are the third worst team in the West. Sheesh. But then again, if you guys are, if anybody's out there that are true, you know, true Laker fans, this ain't nothing new. We've been through shitty seasons before. We've been to not making the playoffs. Granted, we didn't make it last year. And that was disappointing. This year... I can see things are things are getting better because they are playing. Something changed in them. They're all playing extremely well now. Of course, the the record don't show, doesn't show it. But if they if they can play like the way they've been playing the, these last six seven games or so, if they can play like that with that intensity and, and, and the pace and the the work and the ball, the flow, if they can. If they can play like that for the rest of the season, we're straight. And with with Rob Palenka trying to, you know, put some packages together. Now, I'm about to make this statement. It's probably gonna. <laughs> it's probably gonna ruffle some feathers. Not really. Just gonna. People are gonna look at me crazy, but I am actually all for them not trading Russ right now, especially if, if there's another package, if, if they're, if they can, if Rob can package somebody else to get a, a a good deal and other teams are willing to do it and we don't have to give up Russ, shoot, go for it. Go for it. I think, because to be honest, a lot of the, I don't want to say confusion, but a lot of the back and forth with a lot of the problem with the whole Laker trade thing is Russ is $47 million next year or this year. Yeah. No, is it this year or next year? Anyways, they're having, you know, 
they would have trouble working that that forty seven million to another or you know organization. But if they're willing to if they're really willing to find a different package and it works and we can benefit from that and keep Russ, let's do it. Because like I said, I'm loving the way Russ is playing. Like you see he got his groove back. You see him dancing uh uh down the court after he after he hits a shot. Y'all already know that the famous that famous uh rock the baby. Russell's always been, you know, animated. But it feels it feels different when he's a uh, a huge con- uh contributing factor to wins and stuff like that. It it it's so much better. Now about that about that Pacers game. We were up 17 in the fourth quarter. What is it? Nine minutes left of the game. Nine minutes left of the game, right? And we blow a 17-point lead. How, Shway? Please, please explain to me how. In the fourth quarter, I can understand you lose that if you're up, you know, 17. No, was it 17 or 19? Yeah, it was 17. If you're up in the third quarter, yeah, I can. we can expect possible comebacks. But this is the fourth quarter. And I'm watching this game, and mistake after mistake. Uh, I noticed. I think what may have may have happened, because we all know everybody. LeBron's not. LeBron is a good defender. He's not locked down, and he's also in his twentieth season. But I think there was a misstep or a, a, um, a misread on that pass or that, that whole, that, that buzzer beater. Because I think it was passed in and I seen Russ go away from, I don't know who the, I, I, I forget the guy's name that actually hit the buzzer beater from the Pacers. But he was actually somewhat over there by him before he actually got the ball and shot it. So there's small little there's small small little mistakes that they st- that they're still making. But all in all, this it's a huge improvement. Lakers Lakers got a a, a new start, a new something about them. Because Austin Reeves coming in, going bananas. Like, you got you got Austin Reeves going crazy. 20 here, 19. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. Anthony Davis is finally playing like he's supposed to be playing. Back in uh, the championship AD. He's really he's 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 back he's back in his bag and I could tell that he's not letting injuries bother him at all. He's not letting well he's not letting his past injuries bother him. What I mean by that is usually when somebody when somebody's constantly not I don't I don't, I don't even want to say constantly injured, but if somebody is got hurt, let's say a knee or an ankle or whatever. 
most people, AD used to play cautiously, not trying to be aggressive in the paint because he's scared to maybe roll an ankle, um, sprain, whatever. He's not doing that now. He's he's moving and jumping and doing all types of things, not even, not even worrying about those previous injuries, and that's how you're supposed to play. That's how AD was playing when we won the championship. That's how he was playing. You know, that's how AD became AD. AD was playing. He was hooping. So, yeah, he's he's playing a whole lot different. He's playing with more confidence. He's dominating. He's not shooting as much threes because last year, that's that was the huge problem is AD was shooting too much. You're not using your size. You're not going down there and – and deboing these these people, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, he's got he's got his confidence back. He's playing with an edge, and I'm I'm actually happy that AD and and Darvin Ham had you know, uh, I guess w- what he considers a what AD was saying was a heart to heart. I'm liking the fact that they are having that conversation and AD, you know, is being asked, hey, you need to, you know, when when LeBron's out, I need you to be the guy. Matter of fact, AD is supposed to be that guy. LeBron already said, no, nah, these keys are yours. So LeBron, I mean, AD is starting to play like that. He's starting to be uh, more dominant not shooting a bunch of threes because last year he was that's all he did as like if he was coming down the court and he had some space he's popping that he's for sure shooting but now he's he'll even he'll he'll be open he still won't shoot and i and i like that because it goes to show the the experience that you and and the the want and the ability to listen to coaches and 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 teammates. It's probably coaches. Teammates are probably not saying, "Hey, AD, you need to stop shooting." It's the coaches that are realizing and seeing, you know, studying film and stuff like that. And AD probably was realizing it himself. But it's good that you can see that. He's actually listening to those uh, critiques and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's lovely to see my Lakers moving in somewhat of a good direction. We still got a long ways to go. We got Milwaukee tonight. Milwaukee's playing good. I don't even – I don't know if y'all have seen that the – the footage that came out, I want to say this was maybe a week or two ago. Um, speaking on Milwaukee Bucks, I'm talking about Giannis. The whole little situation with the ladder. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I guess uh, Giannis, after the game, because I think they lost maybe. I want to say they lost that game. And most players... After, you know, after a game, most of them stay on the court and shoot, you know, just to get some practice up. And I guess 
as he was doing his, you know, his, you know, shooting his free throws or just practicing over on the side of the, the, the court, they were actually taking it or preparing to take down, I want to say that the rim or well, just take down the, the courts, maybe in prep for an, another event or whatever, however they do, you know, stadiums and stuff like that. And I guess, I don't know if there's any like footage of any sound of them actually talking, but you definitely, uh, you see Giannis saying something, he goes up to the, uh, to the person and like tries to move the ladder out and then kind of just pushes out the way and everybody blew, blew it up and it was a whole big thing. I didn't know really what was going on with that. Uh, it was just weird. And then a clip before another clip I seen is um, Montrez Harrell and Giannis's brother. I, I, I don't even want to try to butch his, butch his name. So I'm not, I'm not even going to try it. Um, they were, I guess, arguing or something happened. So maybe it had something to do with maybe some tension building up maybe after the before before the end of the game that maybe had Giannis pissed off and I don't know who knows but yeah before before I leave I wanted to cuz I haven't I haven't addressed any of the Yay and Kyrie situation and I'm I'm talking Kyrie cuz we're still talking about basketball and the reason why I said yay, because you hear Kyrie with everything going on, yay's they're both trending. But yeah, this the the whole Kyrie situation with you know him posting what he posted, uh, Hebrews to Hebrews to Negroes, and he just posted a picture, and people you know were outraged by it saying that, you know, anti-Semitic things. But the my issue with all this is before anybody says anything and and claiming that these things are offensive and these things are, you know, watch. For one, watch the film. I haven't watched it yet, so I really can't speak on it. Um, But not only that, he wasn't like he wasn't promoting it like oh no everybody needs to go watch this and and it's about no he just just like most people do they post things that you know they have watched or maybe read so this whole out the the whole outrage of and what they're doing to him in terms of okay he gets suspended but then there's stipulations for him to come back. He has to pay this. He has to do that. That's too. That's that's much. Y'all didn't have none of that energy. Shit. Now we can talk about it. Y'all don't have that energy for Jay Jones for what he, for a uh, a picture that was posted when he was 14. Y'all can say what y'all want to say about that, but it seems like the energy is always shifted strongly 
on black people and whenever somebody from a uh that we'll say white because most of them most most of the people that are getting away with the stuff that uh that us black people have maybe not even came close to doing are getting we are getting we're getting the worst end of the, the the worst end of the stick and nobody's being held accountable but us and i wanted to just speak on that and just say like yeah y'all y'all are doing too much and taking you know deals away money away on top of you you guys you guys do all that you find this you find these people and then you, and then you ask him to give more money after you took money from him and then like yes yeah, the the coverage of it is wild the treatment of uh of Kyrie not only just Kyrie but other other uh black people in America are always getting scrutinized 10 times more than other people and it's 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 ridiculous it's got it really has to stop cuz yeah it's i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of what's going on with the yay treatment and another and that before before i end this before we get off this show stop calling Kanye Kanye his name is Ye he officially changed his name and and the reason why I say that is because it goes to show you how much people do not respect people like Muhammad Ali he changed his name people were still calling him Cassius Clay Cassius Clay Kareem Abdul-Jabbar changed his name from Lou Alcindor. So it it's a, it's a respect thing too. Like y'all can be upset at yay all y'all want. Like I understand that, but respect the man. If he says no I my name is Yay. It's official. This is call this man Yay. Stop calling him Kanye. Put some respect on his name and I have I have to have another I have an I will have another segment another uh another show on or go more in depth <laughs> and should I say if I'm allowed to go in depth into you know just the situation with Ye and then a the situation with uh Kyrie just because we we need more people on our side like okay you people's no i'm not even gonna go into it i'm really not even gonna go into it all i'm gonna say is as black people we need to stick together stop tearing down other black people that's all i'm gonna say about that stop tearing each other down period but i appreciate y'all listening uh, it's been fun, but thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk About It with your boy, Yer. Yer. Let's talk.
talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>